0: Welcome back to the Remote Players Nerdcast episode is this 25 or 26
1: Dude I think it's 25
0: <laughs> All right <laughs> I thought we just I thought we just published 25 but maybe it is 25 maybe I'm just Oh I think you're right cuz 24 is the one that was in the the Google Drive So this must be okay. 25 it would. Be it would 26. have been twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if someone hadn't <laughs> lost the episode. Anyways, welcome back to the Phantom Twenty Six, Episode Twenty Five of the Remote Players Nerdcast. Uh, I am Ben. I am here with Phoenix. Phoenix, how's it going?
1: Good man. We're uh, we're we're having a good time. I like this time zone thing uh, or time change daylight saving time change i don't know what the hell you call it officially i guess yeah that's it i think you nailed it yeah i enjoy it i don't
0: mind it um i yeah i I don't mind daylight savings time i mean i had to get up this morning to go to brunch and uh, i had a confusing moment where like you know i don't have to change any clocks because they're all automatic for me yeah. Um so like when I set an alarm this morning, my alarm went off at the right time. And I was like, all right, okay, cool, I gotta go. And I got in the car, but my car clock didn't change. So I was like, holy shit, am I an hour early? Like, why am why is this <laughs> happening to me right now? I was like, Damn, the car is the only thing. Right. Um threw you off. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um So, with episode 25, we are switching things up a little bit. Uh, From the last episode, Phoenix and I were texting, and we felt like maybe we were a little stale, for lack of a better word, or that we owed Serbia more service. So, we're still going to talk about video games, and we're still going to talk about what we're playing, and we're still going to talk about all that stuff. But we're going to kind of wing it a little bit more and talk about what we've been doing and, and any current events or anything like that. So. You're welcome, Serbia. We knew you were asking for this. We've we listened to the feedback and uh, <laughs> here we go. So um, first up
1: Putin's um, war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> first us bring it um, to a whole direction.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're the remote players, political nerd cast. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it's fair to say if you're listening from Russia and Putin is your guy, um i would love you to eat my asshole with a spoon um i i you know i don't know that that we really need to go into too much but i think we're both pretty like you know pro-ukraine i mean i know ukraine is not like you know without without its faults and without like a pretty severe history but uh what's happening there right now is um I mean, like, it's, you know, it, it, there it's an act of war, we're, and, and we're very close now. I don't know if you saw, I'm sure that you did, but, and by the time this publishes, who the hell knows, but, like, Russia is now yeah. doing airstrikes close to the Poland border, which is a NATO country, and right. they're doing it to, you know, to stop arms coming in, but it was also one another path that refugees are exiting through, but... Dude, I mean, you know, like if they if one of those attacks goes into Poland, we're in World War Three. Like, hand, no question. You yeah. know, like if they bomb a NATO country, that's it, man. Every, it's 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 uh, the gloves are off, and it's going to be bad. I mean, not that it's already not bad, but
1: right. Yeah, I was telling my wife that you know, like I don't want it, but I mean, I'm sure Poland is not into uh, kind of going through shit again because they went through shit the Second World War. Uh, that they didn't want to go through, I'm sure. So, yeah, I, I would assume yeah. that they definitely will want to escalate pretty quick, so they don't have. Uh... Dude, I mean, the thing is, like, this is my biggest thing. We can't, we can't just like displace all these people. Like, the Ukrainian folks have like you know like three million now, maybe two million at least on mm-hmm. the left. And then all of a sudden, now if something happens more, now you have more people that like are fleeing more west, and it's like we can't keep doing this shit, dude. <clears throat> it's just going to like, like, what do you put people like nicely? You know, people can't, if they can't live somewhere nicely, they're just living in a shitty state. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, no one wants that. I would assume no one wants that. So,
0: yeah, uh, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Um, and we'll touch on some of the, the, uh, the things that that impacts in the gaming world. um, so i think think winging it not having like as much of a format i'm just gonna uh, throw it out there and say that we haven't recorded in three weeks and you've been doing some traveling because you've got a job that uh, uh allows you to travel i guess we'll go with allows um <laughs> to different places so like where have you been
1: so uh <clears throat> for those folks wondering i guess i i take photographs of Professional bass anglers, which is a super random i guess career if you just say it out loud um but yeah, I pretty much travel around with the guys in the in the league called major league fishing, and I just take pictures of them while they're fishing and um I mean, sounds cool, but you know we do travel a lot that kind of strains some stuff, you know you get kind of tired or whatever, but um I was in rural Texas. Uh, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess, which is, uh, it it's right? a, yeah, it was a lake called uh, lake, lake Fork, which is, I mean, I'm, if you say Lake Fork it, to anyone in the fishing world, they're like, holy shit, because it's it's really known for, like, really big bass, um, and they're, like, everywhere. So, like, if you just go there and spend a week there, I'm so sure you're going to catch a 10-pound bass, which is a pretty big fish for <laughs> bass fishing um, and then we went to Coleman Alabama which you know a lot, a lot of these places that I go are like small towns but the lake is known so that's why it's like it's like it's a good lake for bass fishing but it's like a probably a city that isn't like you know New York City or some shit because it's usually um, I don't know why it's just like those lakes aren't really known Although, kind of where you're from, though, that Potomac River or whatever, that's pretty known for bass fishing. Dude. I didn't know
0: that. It's a, it's, and it's not too far from me, like maybe hour or something like that. But we've also got the Chesapeake Bay, which is not known for bass fishing, but it's definitely known for some, you know, like fishing activities, especially like crab and stuff.
1: Dude, that would be badass. Yeah, I wish I could live somewhere like that where it's freshwater and saltwater shit, because I'm just locked into freshwater here. But uh uh Alabama was fun. <laughs> Do you kinda the kind of thing that I like to see though is like you get to see uh a lot of the country that I, I don't think anyone would really get a chance to see. Like you get to see a lot of lakes. Um, which kind of shows you like um people's life, like as far as like lakes are like really flooded with like a bunch of wealth, dude. Which kind of makes you wonder like what the hell is everybody working at? yeah right <laughs> but um and then it's cool to see like you know even though they're the little towns that i probably wouldn't normally stop in i guess it's cool to know that they're there just to see how they're uh carrying along um i don't know like coleman alabama was super hilly dude like i was surprised actually i guess it's appalachian mountains but um it was very hilly and actually kind of pretty so there's some there's some upsides
0: I've never seen that part of the country. I've never been further south. Well, I've been to Florida once, but I've really outside of that, never been further south or I've never been towards the middle of the country at all. So Oof. I've gone out west. I've gone, you know, to like, I mean, I've gone to like Illinois and Indiana, but that's like up, you know, in the middle of the country, but off top. Right. Um, yeah, I've never been down that way at all. Um, I probably should someday when we do, when we do our gaming sabbatical, we'll like meet in like some Ooh. podunk town in an Airbnb and not leave. And seriously, that won't, that won't seem weird at all. Ben and Phoenix went into an Airbnb for like a week. It didn't come out once. <laughs> like, look, it wasn't
1: weird. We were playing wild rift. Everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. We were just like, every. we were keeping our batteries charged. I mean, what. But... <laughs>
0: <laughs> We didn't, we didn't go on a gaming sabbatical to see the outside world. That's not how gaming works. Um, so we, and you don't travel again for a little while, right like or, or you or you're traveling within Oklahoma, and that's what it is.
1: yeah, the next place I go is like an hour away, which is uh Grand Lake, which is a super nice lake, and uh it's a pretty lake. I've been there before, and it's it's nice. So I'm kind of excited to be like only an hour away. So if for whatever reason I need to go home, it's just like a quick drive. Hmm. But yeah, yeah that would kind be of, bad. Yeah, it's, it's like what sucks though is like whenever we photograph the guys, uh, if anyone knows anything about fishing, usually the fish bite the best like early in the morning. Um, or a good time to fish early in the morning and then kind of late at night or, like, as the sun's going down. But, um, so usually tournaments start early in the morning, which means I have to, like, be there at 5 a.m. So that that kind of sucks with, like, even though I'm close, like, I don't want to really stay here and then leave at, like, what, 4 a.m.? Like, that would really suck. And then drive an hour when I'm, like, piss poor sleepy? Like, nah. <laughs> I don't blame you there at all. <laughs> but, uh, um, when yeah, is that? It, when do you go? Shit. Like
0: next week. Oh, cool. Awesome.
1: Yeah. So we're getting this, uh, this episode in right on time. Yep. Um, I think I leave like the 19th or something like that. Today. It's the 13th. Oh, it we're like, like uh, people that are wondering what day it is if it's not the same day who the hell knows when we (laughs) get it
0: first right yeah Yeah. that'll be right that's not too far off from uh from rune factory five day dude Dude.
1: that's like the 22nd or something like that i don't know i mean so i keep meaning to stop and look at that game like i don't know if i would really like that but it's like what is it stardew valley meets what an rpg like
0: I don't know. I can't give an example of like, it's like, it's like, um, it's more, Stardew doesn't come immediately to mind. What more comes to mind is something like Harvest Moon, um, where there's more like RPG anime aspects to it. And Stardew is like pretty much just like farming, dating life simulator. Um, Rune Factory has like dungeons and shit. I mean, so does Stardew. But, um, but not the same way. Yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent in on Rune Factory and I'm like not trying to buy any games between now and then because I've got this weird stretch of time where I'm buying Rune Factory, but I'm also a hundred percent buying the Skywalker Saga, the Lego Star Wars coming out in April. Um, oh, a game. So yeah, it's a game, man. Yeah. It's a game. It's like the the full, yeah, it's like the full saga uh and it's coming out on switch ps4 everything It's Shut it looks up. like a, a big yeah dude it looks good too <laughs> it looks really good um so we'll get to some games in a couple of minutes i guess i'll touch on like phoenix has been traveling he's been like seeing the country he's been doing stuff and i've been sitting in my goddamn bedroom reading books and uh Trying to figure out how to open a bookstore, which I don't know. I don't know if I told you or not, but I'll mention on the the podcast, like I found a spot. I found like the the perfect spot. We loved it. We toured it. We talked about it and it's not happening. Um, no. Yeah, dude. It, so like, I don't want to go, you know, like I'll text you about it or something. But like, basically, um, I'm not a millionaire and I didn't make a fortune working at my last bookstore. And so my tax return is not like, you know, two hundred thousand dollars. Right. And because of that, because my income is like a lower bracket or whatever, they want a co-guarantor on a lease for a, for a retail space. Oh. And like, you know, my partner that I'm going to open a bookstore with, he hasn't worked in two years and he's 56. They're not going. that's not a co-guarantor. My dad is right. 86. I'm not asking him. So I responded back and I was basically like, "Ah, oh, we're out. Like, I'm not going to ask anybody. And then they they responded back with like this letter of intent being like, Oh, the landlord has said that they'll give you this space. And all they want is six months rent up front.
1: Um,
0: $15,000. Um, so I finally, I, I heard some stuff about this landlord and I'm, I'm a hundred percent out. Uh, I actually sent an email over the weekend telling the, uh, the realtor, like we're good. Like we're not, we're not moving forward anymore. So, it's, it might be a blessing in disguise, honestly, because with the state of this war in Ukraine and the fact that inflation is up 8%, like it's not really the right time now to open a small business. Yeah, that um, makes sense. I mean, people people aren't going to be driving their cars as much. Look at how much it costs, you know. So right. we'll hold off. Um, I mean, the bummer of it is, since this is a gaming podcast, like I had interviewed all the way through the process and been offered a, a, a decent job at GameStop that I turned down thinking that we, this location for the bookstore was a lock. Um, So that kind of sucks, but um, you know, I'm not going to go like heavily into reading, but I did read like uh, my favorite sci-fi author currently of the last couple of years is a dude named Gareth Powell. And uh, he came out with a new book called stars and bones, which is book one of a new trilogy. So I read that. And then uh, his fiance is actually a self-published science fiction writer, so I bought her first book, and uh, that book is called Heliopause, which is kind of like a first contact with alien race-type novel. It's really good. Um, It's really good, and and it's not... um, so, you know, it would be good for someone like you were like, you're kind of like all over the place as far as like I'm working and I'm gaming and I got kids like it's only about 252 pages long, but it's spread out over short chapters. Um, Ooh. So like, yeah, I'm on like page 40 and that's like chapter eight. So you're talking like less than 10 pages per chapter. It's and it's spaced out pretty well, but it's written. It's written really well. And it's part of a four book story arc and all four books are out. Uh, both ebook and physical. I only do physical, but uh, I would recommend it. I'll, I'll shoot you a link to it just in case you want to check it out. Um, yeah. That, what was the other one? And that's, that that one's not. Oh, like the my other shit, one. Was, but what's the other one? The other one was called Stars and Bones. It was um. So like Gareth Powell, he specializes in books that are, are deal with like sentient spaceships. Um, and this book is basically about a girl and her sentient ship called the Furious Ocelot. That um are searching for her sister who is killed by like a mystery plague. And so you're kind of unraveling this mystery and what's happening, um, throughout the course of like this 360 page book. I I've read like almost everything he's written. He's a British dude. Um, just, I think I just discovered him really randomly, but he's, uh, he's, he's more easier to find like in, in actual bookstores. It was good. I mean, I kind of, you know he's kind of like one of those authors worth if he releases something I'm reading it hands down so right um I got that like on launch day finished it like three days later but uh yeah and then that's uh you know that's kind of what's been going on we're going to Pittsburgh this weekend which I'm stoked about um Dude. we're like turning and burning though we go up Saturday morning. Then we're there like Saturday to do whatever. And then Sunday, there's some roller derby games. And then we're like turning right back around and coming back. So it's like four and a half hour drive. Um,
1: That's wild that that's so
0: close, though. Damn it. I know. Well, you know, from, <laughs> from us, just to give you an idea. So Baltimore, I can get to Washington, D.C. in about 50 minutes. Uh, I can get to Philadelphia in 90 minutes. I can get to most places in Delaware within an hour. Uh, mo- some some places in New Jersey are about an hour and a half away. Uh, the furthest away from New Jersey is like three hours. New York City is about three, three and a half hours away. Uh, Pittsburgh so is four four and a half. Yeah, dude, we can get anywhere on the, like a day trip. Uh, I mean, two years ago, right this time, um, like almost exactly two years ago. And I'm sure I sent pictures of, you of this when it was happening but like we drove up to pittsburgh to go see the mr rogers exhibit at the uh, heinz museum oh yeah and uh like we it was like like march 12th and you know we were locked down like a week later and everything was closed we just barely made it um which also was what led to a kind of a funny moment where we were at this little shop looking at Mr. Rogers stuff and I saw on the counter like this little bottle of what I thought was a hand sanitizer so I pumped it into my hand a big old generous amount and uh, it was liquid hand soap and uh, oh, I, had to stand, I had to stand there walking around in this place trying to rub this hand soap <laughs> into my hands and all i was doing was like making this uh, this nasty mess you know it's like i don't want to ask anybody like hey look i'm the idiot that just used the hand soap and i've been walking around cleaning my hands with it do you have a sink um so uh that we did that pittsburgh trip in one day back then um like left at five in the morning got there at nine thirty, spent the whole day there went to mr rogers hometown and then drove back to baltimore so it was like eight and a half nine hours driving in one day um not doing that this time we're doing a hotel uh yeah. so that's kind of like you know that's kind of been my stuff in a in a nutshell
1: um Dude, i guess like, dallas for me is that's the nearest big city and that's four and everything else is like, you know, Chicago is 10, Denver is 12. It's like, gets fucking stretched out here. Pause. Um, <laughs> L- Little rock is like three, but you don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take your word for it.
0: I think that's how yeah. most people talk about Baltimore. I think like, you know, people in Philly and New York, like Baltimore's only an hour and a half away, but we don't want to go there.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I I feel like that city always gets like a weird, like, uh, yeah, it's there kind of vibe.
0: (laughs) Well, and, you know, like the problem with Baltimore, I'm going to step up on
1: on this soapbox really
0: briefly because it's too long of a discussion to to go any further. But anybody that lives in the United States, everybody like Baltimore has this reputation because we're this tiny little city with like the highest murder rate almost. You know, we're like number two or three every right. single year. And you know, people are always this is this is what you always hear about Baltimore is like, oh, you don't want to go there. It's too violent or it's all drugs and murders. And like, okay, right. like I'm a 30-year I'm a 30-year 8-year-old white dude and I can sum this up in in like a very very small summary. Uh there's all those murders and drugs and everything because of the uh the inherent racism that takes place in this city and state all the time to keep all the black people in the city where all the drugs are. And that's the only job they can get. And cutting off any of the potential ways. To get like transportation. Out to the surrounding counties. To get other jobs. That's why Baltimore is so dangerous. Um, I mean like we have. Uh, we, have, a, we, have a, we have a north to south train line. Uh, that you know. Can get you in and out of the city. But the city's really big. And there is no east to west. To get you to the north and south. So they funded one. And it was ready to go. And this Republican governor came into office like five, six years ago or whatever, and he killed it. And then people wonder, okay. like, why does Baltimore's why do, why do Baltimore's murder numbers, you know, murder rates stay the same? Why do they keep going up? And it's like, look, when you have a city where there's no job opportunity, no growth, no, no opportunity, period. And the biggest like job is the drug tra- trade. What are people supposed to do? Like you've literally you've made it so that that's the option. I mean, people get out of the city, but they make it nearly impossible. So when people talk about how bad Baltimore is, I'm always just like, well, it's only because everybody hates black people. Like it has nothing to do with the fact that Baltimore is actually bad. We just don't give anybody any opportunities here. You know, like there's every opportunity to make it fair so that everybody can get a job or everybody can get transportation or whatever. And we just make it, not me, but, you know, we make it so that it's impossible. So it's not that Baltimore is like this terrible city. It's just surrounded by a bunch of terrible white people.
1: Um, Yeah, like even even my town, Tulsa, which is not a huge town, but it's probably I guess it's the second biggest town, in Oklahoma. But it does kind of the same thing where. Uh, a lot of the black people pretty much stay on one side of town. And then the other side of town, North side is like the black side and South side is pretty much like the rich white side, which is kind of wild how they're like super opposite a part of town, you know? And the North side is like the town of uh, the part of the town that has the bus lines for the most part, but like the bus lines don't go everywhere. Um, which is kind of like where you're saying, we're just kind of like, eh, it's really hard to like come up in Tulsa even. If you're not able to really travel, um, especially, um, I was actually, I tried to run the bus line. I was like, I'm just going to stop driving and just try to do this. When I was, when I came back from New York city, I was like, I want to just live like this for a while. And, um, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't get anywhere on time. Or if you do, you have to get there like an hour early, which is also like, yeah. well, what the fuck I want to do then. So it's, yeah, it is kind of tough. Like for, People, you know, Chicago gets that same kind of rap where it's like, Chicago is bad. But like when I was there, I could see it's like, yeah, they're pretty much pocketed in one area. They, black folks or whatever, they're pocketed in one area. And I mean, I'm sure some folks have gotten out, but I'm sure it's, you know, if you don't have any opportunity and your parents didn't get opportunity, you're just stuck. Kind of. Right.
0: Well, and to you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I'm preaching to the choir on this and I'm aware of that. So I'm not trying to come off of if anybody listens to this like I'm trying to school Phoenix as a black man living in this country. <laughs> uh, so don't you know, let's be clear. But like, that that's why like, I, that's why it's so ridiculous when you hear, hear people say like racism's not a thing in this country, or like, you know, like, I know everybody has like differing different levels of, of feelings about like Black Lives Matter, but like, the, you know, like the movement or the organization about it is one thing, but like the the meaning behind it is like p- the people that demean it, it's just like they're, they don't see it. Like, I don't experience it. I can't imagine, I don't know what, what you or my friends go through. Uh, and I wouldn't pretend to be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Like, I can see it, some of it with my eyes, but I don't feel it ever. Um, I mean, I feel it for my friends, but that's not the same thing. But it's just ridiculous when you look at how these cities are run where it's like black people are very obviously kept in specific areas of states and cities and stuff. And white people or or whoever say that they're, you know, like, oh, racism is not a thing in this country. And it's like, that's cool. It's because you're living in your white-ass neighborhood where you feel safe because there's no scary black people around. Like, that's racism, man. Like, I just, I don't get it. Like working in my bookstore, I used to hear that all the time where it was just like, you know, cause they, they would know like I wasn't a Trump guy and it was, then we would have some Trumpy people come in and look at their fucking five custler books or whatever. And, um, it's just strange. It's just strange to see how people will like point blank act like there is no racism left in this country. Just, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And the, I mean, I'm sure people are like, all right, but like, uh, you know like it's always i that's that's kind of the big reason why i had to get off facebook i kept learning about shit of like people that i was working with like co-workers like they were going on a rant and i'd be like okay i don't want to like work next to this guy anymore if he's saying this shit um so that's why i was like i gotta get off facebook dude
0: <laughs> oh yeah no i don't i can't i can't do uh facebook at all anymore um so now that we've talked about uh racism in this country and uh have really shown people that this podcast is changing <laughs> um <laughs> maybe we should change gears and talk about the big release that we've been playing the last like week and a half or so. Um right. And Phoenix is going to have more maybe not more talking points, more experience, more hours put in this game. But what the Friday before last, we got Square Enix's uh triangle strategy um which is, you know, like a, uh, what do they call it? A real-time strategy? Is that what it is? No. That's, uh, I guess
1: they just call it a
0: strategy like RPG. A, yeah, SRPG, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Instead of, like, doing talking points, I guess, like, we'll just discuss it. Like, uh, you've put, how like, how many hours into it?
1: Uh, so, I just got done playing, like, once with my daughter to bed. And I think I say that it. it was, like, 25 hours now. All right, so you're Which, like uh, a good
0: six or seven hours ahead of me. Uh, and probably like at the, what would you guess, like the halfway mark of the game, probably?
1: Uh, oh, I don't know if this matters, but I'm at chapter 10. I don't know. I don't know how oh, many okay. chapters
0: are. Yeah, I don't either. Um, it, Um, we have, we're coming from two slightly different places here where like I've put in about 16 or 17 hours And I like this game. I I love the graphics. Uh, Like I love the way the game is presented. I love the way it looks. I love everything about the uh, physical presentation of the game on my screen. Um, The music is good. I like the music. The music Um, is
1: really good.
0: Yeah. The the battles are very well done. They're not walk through. You know, they're not. You you can't breeze through them. You're going to lose people. There's no permadeath, but you're still going to lose them um they some of them are incredibly long uh, and you really have to think out you know like what troops and, and what they what their special powers are and where to place them uh, i have no complaints there the battles are really good um right. i think this game is the one of the most poorly written games i've ever played <laughs> um like the story is not bad like where you're going and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and the fact that you can, you, you, you're Sarah Noah, the main character or one of the main characters, um, convictions change based on your decisions and what lines of dialogue you use. I think is really great. Uh, and and you know then you have these voting phases where you 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 go one of two directions and the way that you speak to people and what your convictions are, uh, it 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 impacts that. I don't have any complaints about that. Uh, but the 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 in between, so the the cutscenes mm-hmm. and the cinematic scenes, uh, which is undoubtedly like fifty percent of the game. Um, yeah. like you spend a lot of time in these cutscenes; they go on for long periods of time, and then you will back out to the world map, and there will be like. Sub chapters where it's like a character's story or whatever, and you go back in, and it's more of that. And those are a little, those are a little bit better written, but they're like they're like miniature stories. Um, right. But the dialogue is so bad, um, like it's poorly voice acted. Uh, the voice acting in this game, I think, is awful.
1: Hold on, um, I got I got one thing real quick while you're on the voice chat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, another guy. I think he's part of the the Indads After Dark um Zablanca or something like that on Twitter. But um he actually has a theory that like they recorded this like remotely, you know, like in their own home or something like that, like sent them equipment. And oh. I I kind of think that could be the, the thing there. Cause it does sound like some people are just not I don't know, it, it doesn't sound like I know they're not ever all together in the same room reading lines together, but like it does feel like, you know, like some kind of disconnect like this. So I wonder if that's, that's a good theory. I think
0: it is a good, it is a good theory. And you know, like my, my complaint is like outside of like Sarah Noah and maybe one or two other people, I don't think any of the voices match the characters the way that I have them in my head. Um, the, the emotional inflection or tone of situations I think is really poor, like, I, right, I'm sure that COVID and development changed the way that you do voice acting, and that should be considered. But dude, it's so bad, like, yeah, just for I me. And I'm not gonna say it's in general, but for me, it's distractingly bad. Uh, and maybe a gonna, lot of it
1: is like, sorry, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that uh, that you're wrong either. Like, I I do agree. Like the COVID is a thing that we should consider, but I I don't think it also should get like a pass either yeah (laughs) no
0: yeah so you know my my feeling about this game and then i'm I'm gonna uh turn it over to you because i know you've got some different feelings um is that and i think maybe some of this comes from like you know my number one thing is still like reading novels and and novels especially in science fiction and fantasy um are so dialogue driven um right Like, you know, I mean, all novels are, but like, you know, the you know, with fantasy and science fiction, usually, especially in fantasy, a lot more character development takes place in fantasy because the books are usually much longer. And you know, so reading books so much, I I I can tell when writing is bad. And like you know, the cutscenes where you're in like the overworld and that woman is like is explaining things, those are fine. They're they're totally fine they're well voice acted they're not they're not overblown they're not drawn out but like some of these some of these times like in between battles is like an hour to get from like one battle to another now like i get that you have to set things up and you have to do backstory but at some point like if the voice acting is this bad it's tough for me to like want to even get to the next battle um you know and i've even considered i haven't done this yet but i've even considered just hitting the button and skipping all of it and going to the next portion of where i can control something mm. um but yeah you would miss the story so i'm not doing that yeah. but you know <laughs> when i first started playing this i was like you know i'll the first like um the the demo and the first like Four or five hours after the demo when I bought the game, I was like, this is a top five for me, maybe a top three. Because I had like Fire oh, yeah. Emblem Awakening, XCOM two, and then like, you know, uh probably like maybe Final Fantasy Tactics, and I had uh like the uh the the Fire Emblem fates, you know, like between birthright and conquest, like right up there, hovering. Yeah. And I'm a, and I and I'm a whore for Fire Emblem. Let's not, you know, like don't get me wrong, like Same. that's not you know, like that's, uh, that's, that's like my all time favorite SRPG. Um, and the more I've played this, I think the battles are so good. The encampment area is kind of neat and unique. Like there's a lot, a lot to like about this game. Um, if those, if the cutscenes and all the voice acting was significantly less, this game would be a top five for me right now. Now, hands down, um, mm-hmm but the voice acting is so distracting for me that like I'm, I'm straddling that like five and a half, six out of uh, 10 stars right now. Um, because I think that by the time I beat this game, uh, I'm, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be at a point where I'm beating it because I want to beat it. Not because I'm invested in it anymore. Um, right. Just because like, it's losing me so much on this bad voice acting and storytelling. Like the, st- the overarching story is not bad. Again, it it's good. Um, matter of fact, like if I could, if they, if they cut scenes were just scaled down and maybe there was even more reading involved, maybe I could get the poor voice acting out of my head and then I wouldn't be feeling the way that I am. The battles make this game entirely worth playing if you're an SRPG fan. Um, but for me, I'm just, I'm just walking this line where I'm having a tough time staying interested because I am so distracted by the bad voice acting. So that's where I'm at with this game right now. I haven't given up on it, still playing it, but uh, I will now turn it over to Phoenix for his thoughts because you're coming from a similar but not completely identical point of view. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but, like, I I think I was telling you, too, like, I I agree, though. Like, I do think the voice acting is not great. Um, The writing, I think I've said it to you millions of times, I, myself, am over, like, the medieval, like, fucking old English speak in, like, RPGs. I don't know. Not every game does it, but a lot of them do, like, especially Square Enix, where it's, like, you know... Pray tell thee, like how how fair my lady. Like I'm so over that shit. Like can we just can we just have a character? It can be set it can be set in the in the medieval or whatever world, but like can we please just stop talking like this? And I'm not gonna say we should we should talk like Instagram or like you know, we should, we shouldn't talk like TikTok chatter or whatever, like you know, but I'm I myself am just over that. So to me that is that's a big part of the dialogue Dialogue that, like, bores me, where it's just, like, <clears throat> it sounds like this is king and queen era, which it is, but it's, like, I'm just, I don't know, that to me is, like, I just kind of, like, skip through it, kind of, where I'm just kind of, like, oh, whatever, you know, forgive me and my ways, but I must pray tell and ask you for,
0: it's just, like, <laughs> ugh.
1: Nailed it. It's just like they write like that. So much. It's like I guess what I've told you. There's so much fluff. Where it's like I don't need this in the fucking story. Just fucking say what you want to say. I don't need this whole thing.
0: This game is
1: incredibly fucking fluffy. Yes, uh, but <laughs> saying all that, it it's one of my favorite strategy games like I've ever played. Which is which is weird because I liked. Um, you know, I like a lot of games that you were saying too, but um, I mean this definitely not knocking awakening off the top for me. But I would say it's in the top five. I don't know where it's gonna be, but like it might be like five um or four, but like uh I actually enjoy the story, like I do enjoy the story. I get annoyed with the fluffy crap of like the dialogue. Um I do like one guy's voice acting, which is Erador. Like the shield tank guy. Oh yeah, he's good. he's accurate. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, like he's actually like the only one that I'm like, like when he chimes in, I'm like, oh, that was funny or something like that. Like it seems it's very like uh, cliche or whatever to have this like tank guy. The tank guy is always like an American or some shit. Like ha ha, let me at him. You know, it's always that kind of guy. <clears throat> but um, yeah, everybody else is just like. What would you have me do, my lord? You know, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, come on, I get some emotion in here. Um so <laughs> I don't know, but like I do think the 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 story, uh I am really interested. There's some stuff that they showed us in the beginning, like they still haven't fucking told us about. Like, so I'm like, dude, like what what is that? What happened? Um, you know, like <clears throat> I wanna know. Uh so I'm definitely very interested in the story. Um But the the battles are also, like, I think the battles are some of the best battles I've ever played in a strategy game. As far as, like, challenging but not tilting. Like, dude, I don't know if you remember. I was also a kid, like, teenager at the time. But, like, tactics, there were some fights that I fucking wanted to throw that fucking bitch out the window, dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. I felt like they set us up to, like, fail. There was one where it was, like, riflemen. Do you remember that? Like, snipers or something? and they were yeah, like something I, like that that sounds familiar they were like high above across the way and like you just fucking couldn't get to them really you had like some kind of magic to get over there um damn it i can't remember exactly the situation but i remember being like this game is trash <laughs> um
0: but yeah, anyways i, agree. So
1: I, I think, i'm sure there's going to be a battle like that at some point um but i think this game is every battle so far even when like you know, sometimes I'll grind or whatever. There's like a, you can do the side mission or it's not a side mission, I guess. It's called a mock battle, which is, it doesn't really have any weight. Like if you lose it, I I think you're fine, but I don't think you really can lose it. It's pretty much just a way for you to like, uh, get, test out some new tricks, have some new things thrown at you so that you can kind of be ready for it. Um, So I think even when you level up, you're still not like, just like one-shotting like it definitely takes some thinking and strategy and sometimes you'll lose a character but um it doesn't mean they're gone forever they're um think, but what does suck is that they don't get their experience like they don't get experienced during the fight so that kind of sucks if you lose them early on um so you do kind of want to strategize and i i think the battles at least in my opinion are like some of the best Like, um, it kind of pushes me to really think a little bit more than, um, for some reason with Fire Emblem, I guess I had it figured out where I pretty much just threw my, like, a tank into, like, the first block of, like, the blocks that you shouldn't be in. And I'd let them all run to that tank, and I'd sit back with, like, Archer and, like, Mage and be like, fuck you guys. (laughs) Um, But this (laughs) game, they don't don't fall for that trick in this game. They, like, you get there with a shield bearer, and you might, like be waiting for you but they'll send like they'll send a mage or an arrow guy first uh arrow guy uh, uh <laughs> archer an archer yeah i don't know why i said arrow guy <laughs> <laughs> they'll send a mage or an archer first and so you're like oh shit wait a second like i can't just fucking wait for them to like send a guy to me um or they might send a guy and the archer and that is like double fucked up so it kind of pushes you to like, also it kind of makes at least me be a little more aggressive than I would normally be in a in a strategy game. So I don't know, dude, it's got some really good things and it definitely has some stuff that like, I could definitely see like people like you that are like, I don't know, man. Like, you know, easing their way out a little bit. Um, it definitely has some issues. I I do kind of wish, like I know this is a game from Japan. I do wish there was more diversity. And not, not, like, mainly, like, I need more black people. It just feels like it's just, like, one kind of character. Like, a, you know, everyone is just kind of, like, yes, my liege. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone feels like they're just that. And um, Erador is, like, the only one that is kind of, like, different. But, like, um, also there's no, like, people of color, which it also feels like it's, like, there's some people that are from the sand here. And they're kind of, like, I guess they're kind of brown, but it just feels like there's not really diversity. Um, and there is some kind of pink-haired people, Rosalians, I guess. And I feel like they're kind of, like, the banished people of the game. So I don't know what they're setting up with that. I mean, the story seems interesting with them. Like, I don't know if they're, like, banished for a reason. So it kind of it hints at that. So it's kind of cool, like, what they're setting up. But um, I, I don't know. I just think they could benefit from, like, more diverse characters, as far as just like cultures and the way they talk, or something. It just kind of feels like everyone's the same character. Um, yeah,
0: there's not a there's not a lot of range. There's certainly no diversity. It's all white people,
1: um, right? And like I was saying, those, no real range not, characters either. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like I need more black people or something like or more women. I just feel like it's just like really plain, like it needs something to feel like it's a world and not just like, I don't know. It feels like it's just like a situation instead of like a big world that's fighting or whatever. Um, but I think that's all I got. I, I would give it right now. Like at first I was like nine out of 10. Now I would give it like an eight out of 10. Um, but uh, I feel like that's probably where I would stay. Cause I think I've seen the majority of like stuff that could kind of happen story-wise and the story would only get, better for me at this point i think um but i don't think that would make me say 9 out of 10 you know like so we'll we'll see but um yeah i think it's i think it's definitely worth playing especially if if you see it on sale someday which i bet it won't be on sale for a long time but no that thing is gonna be like octopath it's gonna be 60 three years later yeah dude and it's gonna be like i don't know i guess this game might not be it was maybe slightly overhyped but aquapath, in my opinion, like we've gone over that, I think that shit is overhyped as hell. And I don't, I don't know. I tried, but.
0: <laughs> so, like, speaking, uh, are you good on? Are you good on uh, triangle strategy? Yeah, I'm good on triangle. So I'm gonna use one something you just said as like a gateway. Like speaking of overhyped as hell, let's talk about uh, Elden Ring. Which uh, was not overhyped as hell, evidently. Um, well, we were hearing about right. Elden Ring for six months, something like that, maybe longer. And you know, yeah. Re- yeah, I didn't know a lot about it for a while. Like, I didn't realize it was a Souls game until, until maybe like three weeks before it came out. Um, me neither.
1: It was like so... it was like the day it came out for me before I knew that. Yeah,
0: because we were texting about it pretty heavily, and you were like, I'm out on that if it's a Souls game. And I was like, I've been playing, I played it. I played the first like two or three hours. Honestly, like it's sitting there ready to play, but I want to, I don't want to, I want to finish Triangle Strategy first. Um, because I know like once I start Elden Ring, I'm not going back to the Triangle Strategy. Um, I played it long enough to see some of the world and to, uh, to experience some of the gameplay. And the world is, I'm going to guess, I, I don't know this for sure, but I would almost imagine like the girl the world is gonna end up being the biggest world that's ever been developed in a in a video game ever. Um damn. The opening area, which is just like you know, uh you, you unlock parts of the map, but uh but like the opening area before you reach like the first boss. You, I've I've read that people are spending like 10, 15, 20 hours of the game just there not only like leveling up and getting runes so they can make their character stronger and find the good weapons but also like just exploring like people are enjoying exploring like every nook and cranny so much because there's like so many like so much to see everywhere um and that was my experience in like those 2 hours i just wandered like i i fought some 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 enemies and stuff they weren't tough like it wasn't like Souls game where every encounter you have is like near death or whatever or difficult or right. frustrating. Uh but I have heard that first boss battle is a is a real motherfucker, uh <laughs> unless you really walk around the world and, and get your character strong enough first. Um I the game looks amazing, it handles amazing. I don't want to talk about it too much because I only played two hours and you're, you're out on it. So it's not like we have much to talk about the um gameplay but the thing that that you and i text about texted about that i thought was interesting is when you look at like all the hype and and everything around it like you know i've compared it to uh cyberpunk and cyberpunk had a whole lot more hype because it was like eight years or whatever that they were developing Yeah, it was
1: a long time
0: you know, and, like, this game, like, it's it's a known developer, Souls games, like, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it and everything, but I don't know how long it was in development for. I mean, I've known about it for probably at least a year, and the hype was, like, huge about Elden Ring. And, like, dude, just look at the two launches. Like, one of them is going to end up being the game of the year, and the other one is Cyberpunk. You know, like i just i mean obviously a lot of that comes down to like development and bugs and releasing an unfinished game which is obvious that like elden ring is not like i know there's bugs in every game and there's going to be patches but you don't read about people being like this fucking game is broken and i want a refund you know like there's none of that with elden ring i mean with with cyberpunk they ended up issuing refunds for it you know Um, right i just think it's interesting to see because they both came out in the not not in the same year but in the same calendar year um uh you know like within the last 12 months and um i think is that right did cyberpunk come out longer than a year ago
1: it might be a little longer than a year but i don't think it's been two years
0: no, I'm going to I'm going to check real quick. The release date on it was November 19th, 2020. So, OK, it's been a year okay. and a couple months. months. Um, really. Close enough. You know, like I, I just think it's... it's really interesting. Like <laughs> everybody's so quick, like there's only one or two games each year, you know, that get this like this is going to be the greatest game that was ever released. It's going to blow your mind. It's going to change the industry. And like Elden Ring is that game. Like when you look at like the reviews and what people are saying about the world and how it takes like uh, the open world, you know, which the open world, uh recipe, which has been pretty dull for a number of years, like the last real original open world L- RPG to come out, I think that people were hyping was Breath of the Wild. Um because all open world games are like kind of similar. They follow a safe formula to sell copies. You know, like Assassin's Creed all has its formula. They don't change it. This changes it up in a major way. And it also makes it incredibly big with so much to see. It's not even funny. Um, Like, I bet you, you know, I, I wonder how long it would take if you tried to, ex- you know, discover. It. There's no way you could discover everything in this game. But like, I've seen that people beat it like 85 or 90 hours. So it's kind of like, how much did they miss it during was- that playthrough?
1: Yeah, have they already beaten this game? I would be like, I don't know, I knew we... it in Chapter one still. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, you know, and I think some of it has to be like people that got review copies, um. Oh yeah. So they had it like you know, and we're just like under an embargo, so that they uh, couldn't talk about it or stream it or anything. But um, you know, I just think it's interesting when you look at these games that like they get hyped to high heaven, and like usually. They they fail. Like nowadays, very few of those games get released. People are like, I fucking love that it. it was everything that I wanted it to be. Like, look at Battlefield twenty forty two or twenty fifty eight or whatever the hell it was called, um, <laughs> and Cyberpunk and like all those games where it's like you know that Battlefield game. I've read that like they're thinking about making it free to play. In which case, like I want my be. sixty bucks
1: back, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. But I, um, I will say I mean, though, yeah, uh, real quick, I like. Before that point goes away, uh, I do feel like Elder Ring is like this, I don't know, like I don't, I can't remember how long ago Breath of the Wild was, but I feel like Breath of the Wild was that,
0: the last
1: game that we had that was like really huge, like everyone had to play, you know, and I feel like this is like the next, I don't, has there been anything since Breath of the Wild that was like this, like everyone has to play it kind of thing. I don't. I don't think so. Remember. I mean, it's hard I think it was to, you know, supposed to, to be Cyberpunk.
0: Because... Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I just can't remember. Like you know, you have to figure. Breath of the Wild was five years ago. Um, like I don't know what's come out in five years. I don't think there's been. Mu- I think there's just been games that have been geared towards very specific people. You know, like for us, like when Xenoblade Two came out, that type of thing.
1: <laughs> but yeah, there ha- I don't think there's been a game like this one. I feel like it's eating up the whole gaming sphere kind of like breath of the wild was when it jumped off yeah Um, i mean like
0: even the big even the big ones like you know uh uh, like assassin's creed valhalla like that's still like a um i mean it sold a ton i loved it a lot of people loved it but it's still like i mean Assassin's creed has its own following like i doubt very many people that don't already love assassin's creed were like i'm dying to play that maybe some people that are like really nutty about vikings but um i don't know uh i don't think there have been i think you know th- and it makes me wonder with elden ring changing the scope uh of the open world game so much like is breath of the wild 2 going to fall flat cuz you have to Dude, think about I... breath of the wild 2 that like they're going to implement a lot of changes and things that are like cutting edge or whatever but what if people go now let's not you know be ridiculous uh, breath of the wild 2 there's no reason it shouldn't be amazing there's no reason it shouldn't be highly reviewed and 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 whatever but my point more so is just like you know what if we just play it we're like oh this is a continuation of breath of the wild because the stuff that was in elden ring was so cutting edge that it made everything else look kind
1: of eh um i mean it's not going to impact
0: breath of the wild
1: i dude i've been thinking about that but every time i think about that i feel like we kind of like uh what I'm trying to say, we kind of like, not dismiss Nintendo, but like we're just kind of like, ah, yeah, it's gonna be good. And then like Nintendo fucking does it somehow, where you're like, what the fuck? Like where'd they get this idea from? Uh, I'm not saying it's gonna be like that. I, I still kind of think Breath of the Wild Two is gonna be maybe it's gonna be good, but it's not gonna be like a landmark. Like oh my god, the fucking BOTW two. Remember that game? Um, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna be as good as this to, like, eat up the whole space, but, um, I mean, I just got, I guess I wouldn't say don't count Nintendo no L, because they always seem to kind of come up with this out of the blue, where you're just like, this is a fucking good idea, actually. Yeah. I don't know how they could do that with Breath of the Wild, because, you know, when I saw that little teaser they showed us, I was just like, so this is the same shit we've been playing. Like, I liked it, but like, I don't know if I'm dying to go back into it. Um, but if they give yeah. us a new mechanic or something, like, if they brought, dude, if they just gave us, like, Proper dungeons, I think that would be really cool. Like if it was like Breath of the Wild, but like there's like proper dungeons and shit to do. Like, the people wanted that whole hook shit thing, but they also wanted that new style of game. So, uh, not hook set, but uh, you know the tools or whatever they like to use. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it'd be enough <laughs> to like outweigh Elden Ring, but it'd be it might be. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Well, you know, and the thing, the thing also
0: to consider is like. Breath of the Wild and Zelda, like they still have like that home on Nintendo with that dedicated fan base. Whereas, you know, Elden Ring is going to be like a little more uh, open than that, being on multiple platforms. You know, I mean, it's just it, it has the opportunity to be played by a lot more people. Um, I mean, I'm excited also, for Breath of the Wild too.
1: Also. It- Late, uh, Breath of the, uh, almost that Link <laughs> Breath of the Wild came out when the Switch came out so that kind of like everyone was like hype I guess about that as well you know like oh the Switch and the the, the new uh, Zelda so that kind of helps it sell and pull people in more I guess but yeah the fact that Elder yeah. is already on everything that we all pretty much own that helps it even better yeah I, I agree I, I did want to kind of make a point real quick, though, um, about kind of how Horizon Forbidden West <laughs> is a like I really, really am excited. I would say I'm I'm more excited for Horizon than Elden Ring just because I'm not really a Souls guy. I don't hate it. I'm just saying I'm not. It's usually not my kind of game. And if I was going to spend 60, I know that I would like Horizon easier. You know, like I, I know I would. I know it's probably a more of a sure bet for me um but what i I was what i was trying to say is horizon yet again is like had its thunder stolen like breath of the wild stole horizon's thunder at first like i remember everyone talking about it but everyone was like yeah we're playing breath of the wild like we don't have time for this shit right now and then i went back and played horizon i'm like this is a fucking great game i loved it but um i think again horizon has come out the new one has come out, and then like, Elder Ring is like just destroying any attention that it could have got. And I don't think that means it's a bad game. I just think that it's like, you know, people are like, this is the generation or kind of game right here, or one of the generation games. Like, this is a landmark. And Horizon's probably like, God damn it, again, we have had this shit happen. Like, it, I wonder how much money they're losing because they're not like the it game, and they probably spent how much money making that game. That kind i of definitely the I haven't seen much
0: hype about it and you said that picture from was it twitch earlier with like how many people were viewing or whatever or streaming right and it was, it was like 300 like different streaming stream.
1: yep to like 2k yeah like i said what i've seen from horizon it looks a little bit more zany than I want out of Horizon. Like I, I'd like I know that it's like technology or whatever, but what I've seen, it's a little bit more zany than what I want, but I'm still in. But like even even me, even me that's not a soul sky, like I still like a part of me is just like, dude, I just want to try this game. I guess everyone's fucking talking about it. Um and I'm definitely not dying to plug in my PS4 to just play Horizon. Like I, I'll do it, but like the Xbox is sitting there and I can just download Elden. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I do think uh, I do think Elden looks great though. Like, whenever I've seen from it, it looks great. I'm just like I said, I'm scared. <laughs> Every time, remember, this is just me. But everyone talks about fucking Bloodborne. I tried the shit out of it, and I like, got myself like handled, and I was just like, "Yep, yeah, I'm out." So the, I guess that's why I'm always scared of these kind of games where I'm just like, I keep trying them, and I ain't getting my ass kicked hard and uh that's what kind of keeps me at bay but uh i'm sure at some point i'll i'll, I'll come to this elder ring uh, i'm pretty sure i will it's a it's yeah, just a win
0: it, it'll go on sale for sure you know like it's not Nintendo's where the game where games go to never go on sale so this one yeah. will go on sale eventually um Yeah, I mean, by next episode, I'll put some time into Elden. More than likely, I'll also be ramping up for Rune Factory. So no game is going to get my full attention for a little while. And I'm still, like, plowing through these books. So I also did some dumb things. Like, I texted you yesterday or the day before. And I was like, oh, shit, Square Enix added a fucking patch for Chrono Trigger for mobile. And, you know, and you were like, yeah, cool. And I'm sure you, like, moved on with your life. And I was like, ah, I'm going to download that. Uh, And see what it's like And now that's sitting on my phone And uh, I'll I'll have A a little bit of like a confessional Here I haven't told Phoenix this yet or anybody But I had a moment of weakness last Week Um, And I did a thing that uh, You wouldn't do I don't think and I don't Know anybody else that would do and I need to uh, Tell you what it is real quick because if my Significant other is listening she's about to be like Oh yeah what's that um I uh, <laughs> I spent I spent 19.99 on Dragon Quest 8 for my phone. Oh um,
1: shit. How is that? Yeah. Uh it's
0: really fucking good. Um I here's my thought process. Um I'm unemployed. I got a nice tax return. It was 20 bucks. I'm going to play Dragon Quest 8 uh and I don't want to spend $60 on it for, you know, whatever uh 3DS. So I played like I played like six hours of it over the last like week or so, whatever. And my thoughts are the it has a quick save feature, which is nice so that you, oh, you, know, you can kind of like play. Yeah, it is really good for mobile because you can like pick it up for 15 minutes and save wherever and come back. Um, but uh, it also is in landscape mode, which is interesting. No, that's not true. It's in portrait mode. Um, which is interesting. Oh, so okay. you can actually so play cl- Dragon Quest VIII with one hand, pretty much, if you wanted to. <laughs> That's
1: what I was going to say. I, I feel like every time I saw that, people were like, the controls are trash. But I'm like, are they? Dude, they're
0: not bad. Yeah, they're no, they're not bad. Um, like on the Google Play Store, I looked first. It was like 4.6 out of 5 stars. And like the people that, I guarantee you, the people that were leaving bad reviews, they had shitty phones. Um, like older phones and it was kind of like lagging or whatever like i have a, a pixel six my phone's not shitty it's it's running um it's running well but like yeah it looks really good so here's what the biggest complaint people had and this didn't matter to me at all but to port it to android and to make it work they cut out all the voice acting <laughs> Um, so everything is subtitled and you just read it I'm fine with that too because there's no fucking voice acting on like DS or anything like that you know like you it was that's how games used to be a lot of them anyways yeah. um, you know so like I get it like there was evidently there was a lot of voice acting in this in this remake especially in like 3DS but i don't care like you know give it to me on my phone where i can play a full dragon quest game in portrait mode with one hand while i'm like drinking a coffee and i'm good like no complaints for me um great game it looks great plays great uh very happy with that purchase but uh i felt kind of guilty about dropping 20 bucks on a mobile game after a number of years of being like i would never drop that type of money for something i play on my phone um, and yeah. then I found myself hitting like, yes, I would like to do that. Yes, I would like to pay that. Thank you very much. I'll wait for it to download now. Um, so, and that was me the other day. So, um, you know, I uh, that's that's kind of like that's kind of like my big purchase for the week was uh, Dragon Quest Eight on my Pixel 6. Um, that's that's uh, still
1: oh, one that I. What? Oh, no, you're good. That, that's still a game that i still think i want on the 3ds like that's one of those like i need to buy before the 3ds store goes away but also i was just thinking like does square enix and nintendo not like money they can fucking port this to switch and like make 100k in a day
0: yeah it's weird you know i don't know how difficult it is to port things but you can't imagine it would be too tough if they could port it to mobile why not just port the mobile version over to switcher i don't know how that stuff works so someone's listening is going to be like it doesn't work that way stupid and i'll be like well i'm a bookseller not an engineer like
1: so well suck it
0: um well, I, know,
1: I know it's not like copy and paste but it's got the same controls as the 3ds so you would think you could just you know how Metopia was like the high-res version of Metopia. You would, yes, you would think they could kind of do that. I mean, I'm sure. I guess people would bitch like, "Oh, this looks like a 3DS game." I'm sure that would happen. I guess, but fuck it, fuck them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, is there anything else that we've done or want to talk about over the last two weeks, or however long it's been? I know something that we'll uh, touch on real quick before we go. Phoenix, you have changed your gaming life.
1: Oh yeah, so uh, my wife has been
0: playing. Don't, don't sound so. He's like, <laughs> like, like he's been texting me about how like this is his favorite thing, and he should have done it ahead of time. I'm like, Phoenix, you changed your gaming life. You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> like eeyore are
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, Like, it's, like <laughs> it's right. Well, let's, okay. Here's some excitement. <laughs> I guess, I guess, again, this is what's going on. I have my wife is playing mario party superstar she's like obsessed with it like really into it which is weird because my wife if anyone knows her has never been a gaming girl or uh whatever you want to call that gaming woman (laughs) um definitely never been that kind of person now she is so this is why it saddens me somewhat the switch was like the my baby that i waited in that like at the time when i when i pre-ordered it it was like an ice storm here in oklahoma i like waited in my car for it to like pre-order it and like you know all that stuff, so that's like it's like my baby, you know the launch the launch switch that we got. Been playing it this whole time, and then I just get railroaded. Sarah takes it, bop, and then I don't have, I don't have my switch anymore really. Um, so I ended up buying a switch light, which I am kind of like stupidly yeah. like why didn't I have one of these a long time ago? Uh, remember I had one pre-order and I basically almost had it paid off, and then I pulled yeah, it out well, and
0: What happened? What happened with that period of time? That was like 2019 or 18 or something like that. I don't remember when it was. was But here we are in our text message thread, which gets blown up with gaming stuff and political stuff and family stuff and stuff all day long, every day. Um, And this this (laughs) years or years ago, he's like, I'm pre-ordering the Switch Lite. I'm like, I do not want one of those. And this is months before it. He's like, I made a payment. I'm like, No, I'm not doing it. I don't like it. It's not for me. And, you're like, it's, and all, you're, it's, it's almost, almost out on my oh. birthday. That's right. And it came out on September 20th. That's right. <laughs> and so Phoenix's <laughs> birthday rolls around, whatever year that was. And the day of the release, here's what our text message thread basically looked like. Phoenix, I'm not gonna get it. I'm gonna put that towards something else. Ben, a picture of the switch light that I just purchased. <laughs> And it was like months of all of this, and we both did the opposite of what the what was expected. And then it was like years before you finally committed. And I and I was even sort of like, dude, you'd love it. It's great. Like I never thought about it from the aspect of travel. It's got to be way more convenient for traveling. I mean, even way, though way the, the size the size discrepancy is not like you know major. It's enough if you're traveling and trying to save some space.
1: Right. I actually really like it. Like, I'm in the D pad. I was playing, um, I was playing Super Mario Maker 2 today, and I was like, wow, this is actually really good with the D pad. Um, so I, I love the device. I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I ended up getting the blurple one, which, which, um, I guess is probably my favorite color of them. I mean, they're all cool. I guess I would like prefer a real purple, but this is close enough to me, but, um, I don't know, dude. Like, I think the device is great. Like, I, I'm kind of pleased with it. I kind of wish I had gotten one before. I do dislike the way that, like, Nintendo sets, like, primary and secondary consoles. That's that's a whole nother chat. But um, I, so far it works fine. Like, especially that's kind of pushed me back to buying physical now, because physical, when you have a cart in there, it doesn't, none of that stuff applies to it. It just opens and runs fine, so. Uh, but yeah, cheers to spending more money because my wife is uh, into the switch now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's some sort of bizarro world, Dan. <laughs> I kind of like, and he sent me, you know, like before we close out this podcast, you have to understand like what we, I think we've been friends for something like six years or something like that now. And we know a whole lot about each other's lives. <laughs> And I know over the course of six years that his wife has probably not touched a video game or very sparingly in six years. And he sends, like, like and, and, like, like my girlfriend plays some, like, some enough that, like, over the years, it's been like a, a joke, you know, a long running joke about how, like, I need to keep her and everything. And, and that is true. Um, but, <laughs> But like you know, I think over six years, I don't think you've mentioned her like your wife playing more than like an hour of something. And this man sends me a picture the other day of his wife's Nintendo Switch online profile, and she has played Animal or a uh, Mario Party, whatever the hell it's called, for for a hundred hours, a hundred. <laughs> I sat there and looked at it for a second, and I was like. That, oh, that's a lot, and then closed it out, went back and looked at it again. I was like, that's more than I spend in almost any game. I, I spent 115 right. hours in Monster Hunter Rides.
1: Right. Like, Yeah, we how, I very rarely have 100 plus hours. Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think we, I don't think I do Has I don't have 100 in Splatoon. I think I have like 60 or something.
0: I had something like, like that. Yeah, I had something like 60.
1: Yeah, and like some, some of like my games sometimes reset
0: for some reason, you know. Uh, and I'm not sure, well, yeah, for neither one of us to have 100 in Splatoon and for your wife to have 100 in Mario Party superstar is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, that's a high level of commitment to Mario Party. I don't know that I could put like 15 hours into Mario Party.
1: Nope. Um, and I like, I I like Mario it. Party,
0: but but good lord, does she play by herself? She, she, <laughs> you're like mystified. Yeah, like you know, that's that. That's what I meant to ask you the other day, and I'm glad that I thought of that just now. But like a hundred hours in the game, knowing that like you know your kids go to sleep and they're in school and everything, like is she playing one-player Mario Party?
1: Yes, she plays it. So I didn't know this. Mario Party to me has always been the board game, but I I guess you can just play the mini games. You can just straight up select the games you want, and she just like she plays like five. (laughs) 5 to 10 that she likes. She just plays them like, dude, it's so hilarious. And now she's like. Je- now she's like Jedi level at these games. And I'm just like, I'm not even gonna fucking play this game with you now. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't wrap my mind
0: around what you just told me. Like, like now I'm picturing it like you're, <laughs> you're just playing hundred hours of Mario Party, playing like the same ten mini games for hundred hours, and it's just like, yeah, of course dude. she's a Jedi at them. Holy shit, she's probably played all of them like ten thousand times. It's not like those <laughs> game those mini games last that long. That is she is you know you and i have joked about this and luckily she is not listening to this episode not that i'm about to say anything bad but she has definitely been replaced by some sort of strange alien that still doesn't fully understand how video games work uh because that's but, a real strange that's what
1: i keep telling her i'm like who are you because like no yeah. i keep telling her no one does this no one plays mini games. <laughs> <laughs> no, and not like not for a hundred
0: hours. Like if you had said that she had done it for twenty hours, I'd have been like, "That's a lot." Like that is a whole lot. But at a hundred hours, it's like I think she has a problem. There might be a
1: problem there. At the it's a good, yeah. it's
0: good. It's good that you got your switch light because you're not getting the main switch
1: back. No, like my my daughter picked up the switch light or the switch today, to go play something, and my my wife was like, "What? What are you doing? What are you taking that?" And I was just like. Wow, this is a whole another person. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to you, I can do, <laughs> do whatever I want, man. Dude, I can do whatever I want to do with a switch. What five months ago? Like no one cared about the goddamn thing, and now it's just like that's why I was like, I gotta get my own because motherfuckers are fighting over this thing now. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. Nintendo's probably like, yes, this is excellent. Keep up the fighting. (laughs) Yeah,
0: pretty much. You know, like maybe if Switch will drop and then you'll have to buy a new one or something. Nintendo's just like, come on,
1: Sarah, keep playing your mini games. Right. Nintendo's like, there's a pink one for your daughter. A pink Switch Lite for your daughter, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's some weird
0: stuff happening over at Phoenix's house. That's for sure. Phoenix goes on uh, these work trips. His wife just plays 20 hours straight of Mario Party Superstar, like 10 different mini games, not even like the board game model. But I don't think I've ever played Mario Party solo before. I think I've only played with other people on the board game mode. I don't maybe maybe back on N64 or something I played by myself. But when I was like 14 and had discovered boobies yet, but
1: (laughs) you can um, you can set the level of difficulty as well. So that's, so she plays at the master level and like just runs the show. And I'm like, who are
0: you? <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, you should get yeah, you know, not no joke whatsoever. You should get a capture card and let her stream. And people would be like, Jedi Sarah is on right now. We have to go watch dude. the way that she crushes the mini games on master level. <laughs> you, can him cool. <laughs> you can make a serious bank.
1: You could be a group. Oh my god. And all we all we could do, um, you know, like she could be like a Twitch girl and just like slightly wear like a shirt that's like kind of a little bit of cleavage. And then it's like people start sending like two thousand <laughs> or whatever. <laughs>
0: and then what we do is when she gets famous is we have her uh, guest on the podcast. That won't be weird at all.
1: Oh, yeah. then I'm like This is Sarah. This is a girl that I've known for a while. And everyone's like, how do y'all know her? <laughs> this is
0: a girl <laughs> that I've known for a while. <laughs> she, she has bared two children for me. I've known her for a little bit of time. <laughs> oh, God, that's good shit. Well, you know, on next episode, we're going to try to get our, uh, our... She's never coming on this podcast. No. Uh, boy, It'd be, be that, cool, though, that, if she came if, on there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Talked about her Mario Party <laughs> experience.
1: She like go in depth like on every single single like uh, mini game like. <laughs> I'd have to cut, cut her view. off at of like
0: the two hour mark, and be like, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, Phoenix is <wife, laughs> It's time to go now. <laughs> she has been enough of the Mario Party hour. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's cool though. Like that's kind of like that's kind of rad that like you know she's probably like the best player in the world at some of those mini games.
1: Dude, I keep telling her like you should go on some kind of like I mean I'm. Sure
0: Sure she's, um yeah. these competitions and like she sits down and like you're the one that like puts her headset on her head and has her water bottle already, and like a little sweat towel yeah. and like that's what it becomes <laughs> and you're just like wiping her brow and being like what happened to my life like i was supposed to be the gamer and now my wife makes right. six figures a month playing mario party <laughs> oh man i, I kind of hope that life goes that way for you <laughs> yeah i actually would nice
1: be real, okay with
0: it <laughs> yeah i know me too like if that was diane i'd be like do your thing girl i'll come wipe your ass what the hell you gotta take a poop break here's a trash can or a bidet or something i'll hold it for you, you just make your money buy me all the cool
1: things yeah uh, no way. yeah that'd be well,
0: great well that uh that probably wraps up episode 25 that should be 26 of the remote players nerdcast uh <laughs> unless you have anything to add or anything pressing to add to the end of it. I feel like uh Phoenix becoming Wait. his wife's
1: personal support. Oh, you got something. Real quick, this is real quick. Uh Advanced Wars is pushed back uh due to Putin. So that's cool.
0: <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Advanced Wars been pushed back due to Vladimir Putin. We uh, we would like him to suck our ass. Um, for that, for advanced wars, amongst many other atrocities against the world. But the breaking point, the straw that broke the camel's back was when advanced right. wars got pushed back. Uh, and just so everybody, anybody, anybody that's a little uh, sensitive, obviously we're not being serious. The invasion of hey, Ukraine is serious. Invasion, you know, like I don't want to seem insensitive, but I was looking forward to advanced wars and Putin fucked it up. So fuck you, Putin, for everything and forever.
1: I feel like that's uh, good. Yeah. And I would just like to say, uh, we should strike back, which is also we're saying this lightly. Uh, The strike back should be to shut off any game that he was looking forward to, whatever game it would (laughs) be. (laughs) Yes, that.
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't even want to make up a joke about any of the games that he might be interested in. You know, like we'll just uh, we'll just leave it there. We're gonna find out what Vladimir Putin likes to play in his free time on his PlayStation playstation probably (laughs) the first one (laughs) and uh and then we'll we'll just ruin whatever that game is that he's looking forward to playing um so you'll be traveling and i'll be looking to build a bookstore or whatever and we'll record episode 26 eventually um i guess we can hit them with our social media you can find me on instagram uh find me at that book. no why would i say that find me at Flatcat gaming ig on instagram you cannot find me on twitter because i do not exist there because of reasons and uh then phoenix you are what and where
1: Um at fartsy p-h-a-r-t-s-y uh everywhere and then on xbox i am at artsy fartsy a-r-t-s-y p-h-a-r-t-s-y <laughs> there we go so uh hopefully you
0: like the new format if you listen and you're from serbia or whatever feel free to hit us up on instagram we are RPNCast at instagram we will eventually be more active on there phoenix is more active than me i need to pick up the ball and run with it a little bit more and uh we'll be back sometime in the next couple weeks peace